if you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to another edition of This After Dark. I'm Nick, and on this week's show, which is a normal show compared to the special one we put out yesterday, we are talking about the latest part news. We are talking about the news from Galaxy's Edge and, of course, the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer and a little bit more about Disney+. Plus. So enjoy the show. Welcome to this After Dark We like to talk about Disney We talk about all the past globally Sometimes we even talk about their movies Listen to this After Dark tonight Tell your friends about this show tonight Other Disney podcasts, they do exist But we don't sound like any other That's what makes us even more unique Even if my intro songs are rubbish Listen to this after dark tonight Just tell your friends about this show tonight Oh, you lucky, lucky people. Welcome back to yet another Disaster Dark. I'm Nick, as usual, and this episode I am joined by p Per Washington. Good evening. The talented Mr. Dolan. Was that me? Yeah. All right, then. Hello. Again. <laughs> and also, I believe, joining us live via satellite on a 12-second delay, Ryan. Hello. Yes, I am diving in from... A Manchester Premier Inn. You spoiled the illusion. You should have waited 12 seconds and then said, yes. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ryan is not with hello, us. Hello, Nick. Yes, hello. <laughs> you speaking? Am I live? Dipwa. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is uh, in Manchester. How, how are you finding Manchester? I love Manchester, actually. I, I, I come here, maybe not as often as I'd like, but yeah, I've got a, a, a client over here and uh, I do like Manchester, but... Uh, it's, it's a different experience podcasting from a Premier Inn in my pants, I have to say. Well, I'm, I imagine you're living your best Lenny Henry life. I, I am, actually. First thing mm. I did was jump on the bed. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, of course, <laughs> other hotel chains are available, and if any of them want to sponsor us, then please get in touch at the usual channels. Um, we've got a fairly packed show. Uh, we've already released one episode this week. If you haven't heard that already, why not? And that was focused on Disney+. Plus. And we will talk about that a little bit later on as well, but we're going to do our usual, normal Disaster Dark episode tonight. That was more of a kind of special one. Um, so that means we have to start off the way we do each and every episode with what everybody's drinking. Uh, P-Dubs, what are you drinking? So I followed friend of the show, Pete Werner, um, on a semi-keto diet at the moment. Okay. Um, so I'm not allowed carbs or anything, so I've got a glass of water. Well, no carbs before mobs. No. That's, or, that's what they say. Or Lando in our case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think any of us are, are tasteless enough to go to mobs. Although, like, there's nothing wrong. You know, it's just it's a very Essex place to go. Of course it is. Costadel, Essex. Um, Mr. D, what are you on? I'm still on the gin and tonic, but this week I've got a fever tree aromatic tonic water. Ooh. I on, I on. It's a little individual can. 
Have you got one of those minis from Woolworths? No, no, I've got, I've got the, the, the gin is tankery from a bottle, proper bottle, but the tonic water is these little tiny mini cans, like the ones you get on the aeroplane. Yeah. You still, yeah. actually, actually, feed ups like, my, my Asda, other supermarkets are available, um, also sells those mini cans. I don't know why anyone would buy them. They're like, this, yeah. almost the same price as the normal can. Yeah, I got them from Tesco. It was just so I could take them away with me. Yeah. Yeah, Rather fever. than take like a big massive bottle of tonic water. Uh, fever Tree do make good tonic water. Um, yeah. But it's like, overpriced. Yeah, of course it is. It's it's just, I think it's just Schweppes, you know. I think it's just a premium yeah. brand by Schweppes. But um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. But as you say, like most of it is in those massive bottles. And unless you're having a party, you're not going mm-hmm. for a, a big bottle of tonic water before it goes flat. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I actually would drink tonic water straight. Better with gin. Better with gin. Of course it is. But, yeah, better. Um, it, I actually quite like the taste of tonic water. Mm-hmm. So there's a little insight into my life that no one asked for. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> I imagine you've uh, you've had a few. I Yeah, I went out for dinner. I, actually, I didn't go out for dinner with the pilot, so it was just uh, me and my mate from work, which is quite nice. And uh, I would, I've had a couple of... Um, beers and a Bailey's coffee so now I'm back at the hotel room where sadly there is no booze but I'm on the Twinings Everyday Rich and Full Bodied Tea The choice of America when it comes to tea I usually go for an English breakfast that's my Twinings English breakfast is is what I normally drink day to day so interesting okay I've never really got into tea I threatened to get into tea a couple of years ago like proper tea like a, a teapot and leaves and all that but that's too much effort that's what I mean it's just too much faff isn't it too much faff um I have got uh I've been holding on to this for a couple of weeks now it's a Brooklyn American owl so I've had Brooklyn lager but I've never had their ale so <sighs> beautiful cheers everyone Cheers. Cheers. That's quite nice, actually. I do like Brooklyn. If they want to sponsor us, again, please get in touch. Right, so now, first segment of the show um, in the new format is, of course, talking about the things that are going on in the parks. The Dad Disney Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys. To find great prices for your next Disney holiday, as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations, contact Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or wpmagicjourneys on social media. Mention Diz After Dark for a $25 off your deposit. It is the smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. So, uh, has there been any anything that's come up in the parks recently that anyone wanted to bring up? Uh, I've got one from the hotels. Mm, um, Fine accounts. Yeah. Um, the Meisner's Lounge at the Grand Floridian is no more and we'll be turning into a beauty and the beast themed lounge oh, uh, is that where that's going yes Christ, it, yeah everyone's getting themed because there's a it's going to have a beauty and the beast themed thing in epcot now as well aren't they mm. 
Yeah. Because I know when, whenever I walk into a library, I, I like to enjoy a few beers. Well, that's the English way, isn't it? <laughs> that's for the uh, vagrants hangout, allegedly. And my daughter, she loves a library. Like, she literally does. She wants to be a librarian. That's that's her ambition when she grows up, to be a, become a librarian. I don't have the heart to say there will be no libraries at that time. Stu from Customer is always weird. His, uh, his fiance is a librarian. Really? So there you go. They do exist. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do now. I mean, I hope they do in 30 years, but I don't imagine they will. Um, I've got I've got to say, Mr. D, um, and P-Dubs and Ryan, I, I, I don't actually know what this place is. I don't think I've ever seen it at the Grand Floridian. Anyone visited it? I've never been there, no. No. Uh, been at the Grand Floridian. I'm trying to think where that bar is. I, saw, I mean, I've been to um, the breakfast there. Was it 1902? 1900 Park Fair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, I've yeah. been there for for the uh, the character breakfast. But um... were you just in someone's room for breakfast? Uh-huh. From 1902. <laughs> Some of it. Away they've got like they've got like eight buildings as well, because like the Grand Floridian Cafe isn't in the main building. I don't think it's on like a little annex. Um, okay. So they've got they've got different bits to it. Hmm. It has caused the the orchestra to be moved. Ah. The orchestra is now on the main main floor, rather than on the the balcony overlooking the. the oh, lobby. so it's on the first floor then, where yeah. the shops and stuff are. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. I mean, I'm just not a fan of the Grand Floridian. It's no, the only place. To me. Yeah, it's the only place on Disney property I ever felt judged. Yeah. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't particularly scruffy when we went for breakfast, but I was. What you were, <laughs> you were scruffy. Oh, Paul, he's doing that thing again where he starts to talk about something really interesting and then he disappears. <laughs> His audio just dies. Well, I'm sure we'll come back and tell us about that in a second. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, we went, we had our breakfast, and then I just wanted to to go. I didn't even, like, had we not booked breakfast, I probably would have, like, just turned around and gone back out. just didn't like the vibe in there at all. No, mm. it's it's the only hotel on property that I've been to that I... I as much as, like, when, when you're a kid and, and growing up, you're like, I really want to stay here one day, and then you walk in, and it's just like, yeah, shall we go to the Magic Kingdom? And you're just like, oh, <laughs> the same for me, is it, darling? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm probably the worst. Uh, I'm probably the least appropriate person to go to the Grand Floridian out of all of us on here, but, um, but we all sound like that when we're in there. That's the thing. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think compared to like uh, the Polynesian or the Contemporary, they're all, you know they're all kind of like same tier, aren't they? Really. And um, yeah, I mean, you'd have to pay me to stay at the Grand Floridian, whilst yeah. I would try and do anything I could to find money to stay at the other two. So I would. The only one I would stay at is probably the Poly because I've been, you know, I've been inside a temporary, but it just feels like an airport. Yeah, I'm not. I'm it not, gives that airport vibe. Yeah, I, I, I don't really. I mean, it's fun to go through on the monorail, right? Mm. And you know, I like the um, the California Grill, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd only want to stay there because of. The perks like the fireworks and just being that close to the parks i suppose but yeah i mean it's not really you know the polynesia is hands down that's the one i would the choose one, isn't sure. it, you know yeah 
Um, yeah, it's got the best theme in it. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, bar, like Trader Sam's and the Trader restaurants. Sam's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's still there. But I don't mind the I don't mind the Grand Floridian. Nothing in nothing in Florida is that formal compared to what we do here in the UK. Like if you ever gone to the Ritz or the Savoy, mm. that's that's you know posh. But you know there, I, I mean you know people would go into Victoria and Alberts and shorts and a t-shirt if they could get away with it. They can't, but they would try. I think. Yeah, the only place I can kind of compare it to where there was a bit of a dress code I went to was Texas to Brazil. And I don't know if that's still the same case now. I mean, it's not exactly a, a high-end restaurant, but it was certainly a more classy establishment than, like, your Outback Steakhouse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't It wasn't like black tie. Yeah. I think they did, I think, like, they did say sleeves on the dress code or maybe no shorts or something. I'm back now, but yeah. But I mean, like the whole story here, like a Beauty and the Beast bar, doesn't really make sense in con- in context of the Grand Floridian. Doesn't really, doesn't. Well, it doesn't. But I mean, P Dubs. I don't know if you're looking at the article there. Um, yeah. But I mean, it it says themed, and I would say that is in the loosest term. Yeah, so it's, just... it's it's not really. It doesn't look like Beauty and the Beast at all. It's with not a great like big... be our guest, is it? No, it's, it's a... not. It's not. It doesn't match the theatre. The Grand Floridian's a Victorian era yeah. resort. It's not Yeah, it's a very bright building. The Grand Floridian, whereas looking at this this artwork, yeah, it looks dark and dank. Well, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't windows. exactly see. Yeah. Yeah, it has, but you couldn't exactly say they use antlers and all of the decorating. No, it's true. You? No. Um I mean This is this is being themed to the library from the live action view of the beast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that's what they're going with. It's as I said, it's it's themed in the loosest sense compared to something like Be Our Guest. But Again, I, I, I don't know. It just seems like um, an odd fit because yeah. the theme of the Grand Floridian is it's a, you know, big, you know, I don't know, not a manor house, but whatever kind of building you want to call it from that era in Florida. Mm-hmm. And Beauty and the Beast is set in France. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't match up. Like... I think if they'd, if they'd themed it like they had or made it look like it had but not said it's themes of using the beast, I think it would be much easier to understand. But the fact that they're saying that yeah. this is inspired by using the beast just doesn't make sense. The first time I go in there, I'm going to go, <laughs> Oh, sorry, I thought it was Beauty and the Beast themed. <laughs> right into a spittoon. I'll probably have one. Have somebody clean that up immediately. Mm. So, P-Dubs, when is this um, monstrosity apparently opening? <laughs> it's currently stated for, for this autumn or fall, depending on how you want to say it. Blimey, so they, they actually can knock these things out a lot quicker than uh, their rides. Yeah. Interesting. Of course they can. It's going to earn them lots of money. <laughs> you would think, you know, they do they do afternoon tea there. You think they'd, you think that'd be like a, you think that would be the Beauty and the Beast theme thing, you know, like Mrs. Potts and Chip and stuff like that. Yeah. They did do one, didn't they, in London? I don't think they still do it, but it was abusing the beast themed. Yeah, there's been a few. Yeah, I think they turned one into Mary Poppins as well. 
Mean, yeah, it's only so long before the mouse steps in and goes, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Why are you using our brand? Well, I did the Alice in Wonderland uh, tea. It's the only afternoon tea I've ever done. And I, I had bought it for my wife for, I think it was like Mother's Day or something. And um, it was really nice. So it was the first time I'd ever done afternoon tea. And it was it was nice. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't Disney Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So, you know, they could get away with what they wanted, really. Mm. And it was good. But yeah, I think when you're when you're doing it based on a Disney property and you're using Disney branded teapots, <laughs> I think that's when you can run into a bit of legal trouble. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So yeah, it's probably why these things don't last very long. They probably get the cash and run out before Disney catch them. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when I'm, if it's open by the time I'm over there, late October, I'll mm. go and check it out. I'll see what it's all about. Yeah, um, I'll get charged twenty dollars for a, a Gaston apple seems martini. I'm sure, and um, be on my way. But yeah, it does seem a bit of an odd one. Well, as long as the whatever mm. cocktails I decide to make look like the pictures uh, in the book and not like that Captain Marvel monstrosity that Katie got the other <laughs> week, will be all right. That was, that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I actually talked about it on my episode. I'm not sure if you talked about it on yours, Ryan, when we talked about our no. Disneyland Paris trip. But um, when we was over there, P Dubs, you'll appreciate this because of where it was. Um, we were in the Sequoia Lodge bar having cocktails, <laughs> and uh, I think. I th- were we on Glow Teenies or were we on Fraggle Rocks? I can't remember. I think we were. At, we no, we were on the Glow Teenies that night. Oh yes, of course, because you such a finger. And um, and Katie and our group had the new Captain Marvel cocktail, which I'd only launched that day. And um, they, they, I think there was an Incredible Hulk one as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a green kind of coloured cocktail, but she ordered this cocktail because the picture in the, in the book looked really nice, and then it turned up, and it was just like they just dumped it all in a glass. It wasn't, it yeah, it, was, like, it wasn't layered at all, was it? No, there was no layering. It was supposed to be like red, red and blue, and it was just like some kind of yeah. Smashed Didn't get glass. the good good server that we got while we were in there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, mine and Ryan, I, I think we had different glotinis as well, didn't we? Didn't you have a red glotini? Yeah. yeah. Our glotinis were, like, great. I had a blue one. Ryan had a red one. They were proper glotinis, but that was just an absolute mess. Definitely didn't like that. And a Fraggle Rock is, I mean, if no one's had a Fraggle Rock, definitely not pronounced Fraggle Rock. But if nobody's had a Fraggle Rock from Sakura Lodge, you've got to try one. It's amazing. It was called a Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, though. Fraggle. Fraggle Rock, <laughs> yeah. It was, that's um, a Henson, Henson property, isn't it? Yeah, Fraggle it, was, Rock, it, was yeah. This, it was this cocktail that was um, half 1664. And I don't know what it was, but I suppose a bit like Pim's. It did taste mm. a bit Pim's-esque, didn't it? Yeah. Pim's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very nice. Very, very nice. And cheaper than a Glotini, so that's uh, that could be a go-to. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, interesting to see how this ends up when it opens up this fall. But, yeah, I think we can all agree it does seem to be an odd fit for that particular uh, location. Mm. So, I can't wait for the... Um, oh, no, I was actually going to say the Pirates of the Caribbean bar that they're going to open up at the Polynesian, but that actually makes a lot more sense. So 
you know, I'm not going to give Disney good ideas, just we'll try and think of some bad ones. But was there any other news in the parts that anyone had picked up on? Well, well a little um, bit more. Oh, sorry. Well, good, you, right. you go. Uh, it's just a little bit more on Epcot Forever, Nighttime oh, Spectacular. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, you know, there's, there's not a lot of new information, but I think we already knew that uh, that uh, Illuminations finishes on the 30th of September, and so Epcot Forever will start on the 1st of October. So we will literally just miss, um, well, 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 we'll be in Southern Florida, when Illumination's finished, which is a real pity. But we should be there on the 3rd, so we'll see the beginning of Epcot Forever. Uh, but it's Don Harper, who is credited with the score, and um, I don't know if this is a, a something to recommend him, but um, he did Rivers of Light for Animal Kingdom, which, which I don't think is, uh, <laughs> has gone down that well. I mean, I, I saw it. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was fantastic. I thought it was quite clever in parts. Um, I'd like to see it again, actually, because we've only seen it once. Um, but then he did things like uh, National Treasure, uh, Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? The Rock, Broken Arrow, etc. Um and it's going to be, he said, it's uh, Epcot Forever is a celebration of what Epcot has been and what Epcot is going to become, said Alan Brunn, show director. So it'll be interesting to see what that actually is. But uh, it sounds like we're going to have Epcot Forever for about a year before the, the permanent new show replaces that. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that Epcot Forever is actually going to be uh, quite a good show and I think it's going to feature by the sounds of it there was a little clip um, they released I think last week where we heard a little bit of the soundtrack that sounds like mm. they're using lots of different uh, songs from Epcot attractions that have existed over the years and I yeah. think this is going to be the, the the Epcot nighttime show that the classic Epcot fans are going to enjoy and yeah. they're going to get that for a year before we get the character field show next year but yeah. I think I think this is a nice a nice way for Disney to tie people over without, you know, I think if they just go into a character field show, I think people who love Illuminations are going to mm -hmm. get maybe a little bit annoyed. But this is like billed as a, a little kind of handover to the next phase. And I think it's a clever way of Disney trying to keep old school fans on board. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you know, they've, they've obviously, they're obviously going to be ripping up some of the infrastructure. So they've got yeah. to put something in that compensates for that. And, and neon kites is like the most classic 80s Epcot thing you could possibly think of. I think there's something even more classic 80s that the kites are attached to. <laughs> jet skis. Jet skis. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> We're having jet really skis. Amazing. Jet skis with kites attached to them. It's going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. Just throwing the instrumental to Baywatch and we'll be rocking. Um, so if this is called Epcot Forever... Does that mean that the replacement yeah. show that's going to replace that in, in 2020 Epcot is going to be for a little while. Epcot and Robin? <laughs> <laughs> Epcot forever and ever, really, honestly. And then, of course, followed by uh, Epcot Begins mm -hmm. and, and so on. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, Ryan, you're going to be gutted because you were, are going to miss the last simulations by what a month yeah like three weeks yeah but i mean 
I, I kind of said goodbye to it in October last year. Yeah, because you thought, thought that, that would be my last time. time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, although I'm gutted, like that, that last night is going to be horrendous. So I'm, in a way, I, I'm quite looking forward to Epcot forever. I, mm. I think there's going to be a lot of cool references to attractions that I grew up with and attractions that I've watched on YouTube from before I was born and when Epcot first opened. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they've got to offer with that. I wonder if, the, well, no, I don't know, that's a stupid thing to say. I was going to say, I wonder if there'll be an Epcot Illuminations, last Illuminations t-shirt, but of course there will. Oh, you'll, yeah. get, you'll be able to buy a bit of the Globe. Yeah. yeah. The Globe, one of the fireworks from the last show. One of the bulbs, yeah. yeah. Well, I think if you yeah. stand by Japan, you get you usually get a bit of the fireworks anyway. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> There's always someone with the shorts on fire somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> P-dubs, what do you think? Do you think we should um, try and get a, an early morning flight on the uh, the first instead? Oh, yeah. Just, just extend our stay by, what, one night? And uh, go and see <laughs> Illuminations rather than getting on a plane. Uh, I might have done if it was Wishes. We could have just stood there and gone, Wishes! Yeah, true. true, true, true. <laughs> a whole I've, episode of just that. I've got a bit, you know, I, I think I've been controversial on this before. Like, I... I Never got the hype around the Illuminations. I mean, it's it's clearly better than the Disneyland Paris version, but um, yeah. Wishes was my show. Illuminations um, just didn't really get me in the feels. But I get why yeah, it's so I'll... beloved. It's just just yeah. not for me. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I love I the music. Do... I got it on my iPod. Listen to it yeah. regularly. Yeah, I listen to it probably once or twice a week. Work, and I think it's. Uh... It's it's one of those shows that really tries to capture what World Showcase is all about. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, that I don't piece think we're where, going to get that moving no. forward. That piece where the the voice the voiceover man you know um, talks about gathering around the fire and then and then they blow out the lights. You know the yeah. Is, uh, it gets me every time. It's Jim Cummings. Who His voice is uh, Jim Cummings? Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Oh. Jim Cummings, Ooh. who voices pretty much everything. Yeah, let's mm. just say Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. I mean, the man voices. Dark, when dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of characters. Yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. there's a yeah, video of him doing the rounds where he goes through a list of characters. Monterey Jack is one of his as well. From from that King Louis, Cheshire mm. Cat, he does nowadays. He does a lot of characters. Yeah, yeah I, I like Jim Cummings. Yeah, um, I, mean, yeah, you, I you think know. Illuminations is brilliant. And yeah, it is. It, it's a shame to see it go, but it's been there for such a long time. I yeah. just think it's, a, it's the, the biggest shame out of all of this is that the end result sounds like it's just going to be happily ever after VT. Yeah, I mean, we we said that about wishes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna be glass half full, and I've just refilled my gin and tonic, so I'm definitely feeling like glass half full. <laughs> and you know, we said that about wishes, and they did a really good job. I think the. I'm not sure about Epcot Forever. It's going to be a bit of an interim thing. It could be good, but I've got faith that the replacement, the permanent replacement from Wishes will be will be good, will be a classic as well. It's just, it's a shame to see one classic go, even if it is replaced by another. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a sensible thing. Right, that's Epcot. Um, was there any other bits of news? We saw some uh, some thermal Coca Cola detonators. How <laughs> could we not talk about this? This is very true. Well, I mean, actually, we saw a lot of merchandise from Galaxy's Edge. 
yeah, you, you can buy uh, those face monkeys, or as we know them, the delicious, delicious crumb. Yeah. Um, basically, it's uh, banshee, isn't it? But delicious crumb. Yeah, I mean that's why they're already a lot cooler because they're not a banshee. Yeah, and that's as Craig said, yeah, I mean as Craig said to me, like you'll have it for five minutes and get bored and never use it again. But those five minutes will be some of the happiest five minutes of my life, if I'm completely honest. Um, and I'm married and got two kids. It, it just looked great. Um, there were they showed off a range of um, some odd looking cuddly toys, um, pool can puppets, uh, some of the, the weapons that you can build, the the droid builder that have got yeah. make your own wrecks, um, exclusive pops, that kind of nonsense. But one of the coolest things by far out of all of that stuff, other than that shoulder puppet, was, as you said, the Coca-Cola thermal detonator bottles. Um, I mean, I just think it's such a clever marketing gimmick. Yeah. Because they're going to charge you $5 for that. At least. And I think what was interesting is that I was talking about it yesterday with Dan, and he said that they're the same containers that are used for, like, the special edition holiday Coca-Cola bottles. In the states, at some point, right? Because they look like and Christmas just, decorations, and yeah, and they just kind of redesigned them and put some. I like the marketing of it because it's basically Coca-Cola, but in some kind of Star Wars dialect, which is a clever way of doing it. Yeah, and they look amazing, and I'm definitely going to be buying as many of them as I can. But it's, um, yeah, I, I think they look awesome, and it, it's weird to be excited by Coca-Cola, but yeah. it's so cool the way they've done it. I mean, I'm a Pepsi kid. I don't, I don't like Coca-Cola very much, but I do always get sucked into their gimmicks, um, and this is this is no exception. I, I just, as you said, I think it's a, a great, it's a great marketing tool. It's great use of the of the design where they've just taken it and and made it fit in with the theme of the land. It, it would have been very obvious to just, um, you know, kept the proper logos on there. And to be honest as well, that is a sign of how strong that brand is that you can actually change the, the fonts, change what's written on the packaging, and you still know what you're getting. You know, those, yeah, you recognise the colours. And, so, and the, so iconic. Yeah, um, even Sprite and the uh, Dasani. You can, yeah. I think Dasani is actually quite possibly my favourite one in the mix, because you can see it says Dasani, even though it doesn't. Yes. I think it's really clever. Dasani is a stupid word anyway, so... yeah. You know, it, oh, yeah. when you look at a bottle of Dasani, it, you're looking at it thinking, is that what it says? Because it doesn't make sense. It's just a, a, an array of letters. Um, so, yeah, I think that one works particularly well. And the thing is, as I said, they'll probably charge you about five bucks and they are probably going to be a bit smaller. They look smaller yeah, in terms do, of yeah. volume. So let's just say, I think at the bot- at the moment, a bottle's about 375 or something. I mean, it's 500 in the UK, but I always think the American bottles are smaller. And, you know, they might put in like 20% less or 30% less and charge you the same and you're going to pay for it. Well, I think these would be about $6, $6, How much is a standard bottle of Coke at the moment in the parks? I don't know. I, I usually buy the um, fountain beverages, so right, I never yeah. buy the ones from the, the little stands because I don't really like... Super fizzy Coke. I quite like it when it's starred down a bit. Yep. Fair enough. Mm. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, they look awesome. I'm buying, I'm buying them all. I can't even drink them because of the the lovely diabetes. But I'll drink the diet coke and just pour the rest away. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think it looks good. Um, did anyone else catch any of the Galaxy's Edge merchandise? Yeah, I saw it. I, mm. I mean, I thought the panel itself was incredibly lackluster. I didn't watch the panel for Galaxy's yeah, Edge. Yeah, it's Josh Gad just losing his mind over over nothing really, and just interrupting the uh, the panel a lot of the time. I don't know if you, if you if any of you other guys saw it. Pete no, no, sorry, the panels. But... Yeah, I didn't watch the the merchandise one. It was I that was Friday, wasn't it? They did a Galaxy's Edge specific one, not um, not just on merchandise, but the, the land. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but... I didn't see it. That's when they revealed the Coke products, and then they were talking. They were just revealing trailers for some of the for, for both of the rides, and both of the trailers were terrible. They didn't reveal anything that we hadn't kind of already seen before. And then they still didn't announce a opening date for Rise of the Resistance, which I thought this is when we're going to hear it. Mm. So assuming D twenty three is when we're going to hear that information. I I got a feeling we won't hear about it until they know it's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're still saying later this year, but I mean yeah. the other big thing is is kind of related to announcement dates is Mickey and Minnie's run runaway rail train, which is supposed mm. to open in spring. Yeah, we've had that's... no date on that at all. Yeah, that's right. that's delayed, isn't it? I think. Yeah, rumor is twenty twenty now. Really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they've got nobody to build it. They're all working on Galaxy's Edge to get right. it ready for opening date, but they've had to well, move I've... everybody out. Well, you know, it's getting to get a team and a half for working on Galaxy's Edge. You're only getting single team for working on Mickey's Railway. <laughs> I bet you that's true. Or <laughs> he is. Yeah. Which is not me. Star Wars is bringing the crowds in. Mickey's not. Yeah. Either that or Mickey and Minnie's Railway is being run by Southern Rail, so it's definitely <laughs> delayed. You yep. literally have made that joke with about four Boom-tish. or five of the UK train operators, and it would have still Southern, been as appropriate. It, yeah, but Southern Rail was was the obvious choice. They are. That was the, are the, that was the soft them. target. Yeah. I, although I was on the Virgin train today for two hours from London to uh, Manchester, and it smelled like raw sewage the entire journey. Oh, oh Craig, that, Craig was driving it. Craig was driving it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, as well, Greater <laughs> Greater Western. That's another awful train operator. I think they are voted the UK's worst. But I mean, it's not a very high bar nowadays. They're all much for much, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The majority are absolutely awful. Well, Southern Rail wants to sponsor us. We we would say nice things about them. No, we wouldn't. But uh, well, we'd sponsor us anyway. Say that. Shouldn't Let's just get a sponsorship deal first, and then we'll and then they'll find no, out what reality is. We wouldn't say bad is. things about them. We just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by Southern Rail. That's yeah. it. They run trains. <laughs> Made it doors sometimes. They travel Sometimes from one place to another. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> they have wife they have good Wi Fi so that you can you can you surf can the internet <laughs> while you're sitting there waiting to get to your destination for a long time. Sometimes. Literally sometimes everything rails, will just be so sometimes. You can podcast for longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just in case Southern Rails lawyers are listening, my name is Craig Lucas. <laughs> As is mine. And mine. Yeah. All right. My name is Boston White. So, actually, now you you mention it, you do sound similar. Um, Right, so, 
Um, oh yeah, happy birthday, Boston. We've all said it. Yeah, and I'm life. sorry yeah. I didn't. I'm sorry I didn't see it on the group yesterday. I was just really, I wasn't on there yesterday. But happy birthday, Amanda. The birthday today. Or you today. 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 got time? He's oh, I'm time. not late then. Oh well, oh, forget unless, about that. Unless you're Nick, saying it. That bit out. No, because what you're doing, you see, is this episode will drop like the early hours of Tuesday. Yeah. So technically, what you've just said will be current because you'll be talking about the previous day. Right. So actually, in the context of this, it'll make sense. But of course, conversely, if you listen to this episode in two weeks' time, then you know, you'd been well over missing yeah. a, a birthday. So the whole thing then gets into a, a weird paradox. But we'll leave that there. This is getting far too confusing. We're only a Disney podcast. Um, so, Mr. P-Dubs. Yes. Going to go over to you. Right. So I had this idea just to, so people could kind of get a, a more of an understanding of, of us as hosts and what we like about the parks. So my idea was we're going to go through, I think it was eight parks, me and Craig decided, I can't remember, the four in, in Florida, the two in California and the two in Paris. We, they might be a little bit harder to do, so we're starting with an easy one. But what we're going to do, we're <laughs> going to kind of pick, if we've got a... a, a a short period of time in a park, what would we do? So we picked just like a few things that you would do. So which one ride would you do? Which sit down restaurant would you go to? And what snack or drink would you have in the park? Um, so we're starting with Magic Kingdom. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you Craig's because Craig sent me a message earlier because he wanted to be involved in this. So oh, I've got Craig's from, <laughs> I've got Craig's from earlier. So his ride was Carousel of Progress. And he gave a reason why. And he said it's it's because he has memories of all his families sitting together, singing along to the song. Falling asleep. One of his, yeah, one of his most treasured memories. So his second one is Sit Down Meal. He picked Skipper Canteen because he's Ooh. never done it before. Uh. Um, so he, he wants to do that. And um, his snack... Again, because he's never eaten them, and because he says they look insane, he wants the cheeseburger spring rolls from Adventureland. Okay. So, so Craig's gone kind of a mix, some that he's got great memories of and some that he, he really wants to to try. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good balance. Yeah. Fair enough. So, so who wants to go first? So it's one raid, one sit-down restaurant and one yep. snack. The same park or it can be different yep, parks? Yeah, no, all Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It's, all good. it's all got to be Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Yep. Right, okay. I'll Fine. give you some time, Mr. Day. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, <clears throat> okay. Unlike, unlike how I usually behave on this podcast, I did a bit of research. So, um, or I gave it a little bit of thought, at least, anyway. So, um, I think the the restaurant I would go to would be be our guest because I haven't done it. And I've heard, you know, you know, obviously like the mixed things about the food, but you know, I just feel that it's one of those things that um you know would be good to try at least once and who doesn't want to try the grey stuff, right? So it is delicious. What, apparently. Al- allegedly, allegedly. I don't believe you. It's not I don't believe you. Who could ask about that? Yeah. Um so that would be my sit down restaurant. Uh the attraction um, I, I I really pondered this for a while because I didn't have anything I was set on because, you know, Big Thunder Mountain is, is a good shout, but 
it's not the best version. Um, same with Pirates. Same with uh, Haunted Mansion. So in the end, I went for uh, the Seven Doors Mine Train for pretty much the same reason. I've not done it yet. Mm. And, you know, most of the other attractions in the, you know, there's not many unique attractions in the Magic Kingdom that you won't have done elsewhere. So um, that's unique to the park and it's new for me. So I've gone for that. Close runner-up probably would have been Filler Magic, actually. I do really like that. And their yeah. version is far superior to the others. Um, and the snack, um, I'm not a big snack guy. Um, I normally just get some kind of ice cream or something if I'm walking around and I fancy a snack. So I don't really look too much into it. But um, perusing the menus, uh, I looked at the Cheshire Cafe and they do a Cheshire Cat Tail. Yeah. Which I th- That's good, that is, actually. Yeah. That's a good I, choice. I, I couldn't really work it. It looked a bit donutty. Like a pastry. I couldn't really work yeah, out what it, it was. It's, uh, it's like a chocolate twist over here. Oh, okay. Oh, I like them. It's kind of like that, but like full of more sugar and more chocolate. And right. Purple. Yeah, and it's got the it's got the icing on. So, yeah, so I, I saw that and I thought, yeah, I'd give that a whirl. So, yeah, that was my choices. Cool. Anyone else want to go? Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Oh, you go, you go. Okay. Um, I think for me, it would have to be Splash Mountain. Um, because it's just a classic Disney ride. I think it's just fantastic. It doesn't matter whether you do it daytime or nighttime. I think I prefer nighttime slightly. So, so Splash Mountain at night. Um, you know, I just love the music. Love it as a ride. Um, and then in terms of sit-down restaurant, I think it would be a plaza. Um, if you time it just right, uh, you know, that you can have stuff going on at the castle, whether it's the fireworks or the, the lighting show in the castle. And the Philly cheesesteak sandwich is is fantastic. Um, and then in terms of snack, it would be uh, an ice cream cookie sandwich from the plaza ice cream parlor next door. There you go. Done. That, Next. that last one's a good shout, by the way. Yeah. Two massive, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies on the ice cream of your choice. Oh, that's, can't, good. that's a good choice. Can't, can't go wrong. No, it's a good choice. Ryan? There you go. Uh, so my, my attraction is really too difficult because I love... I have to go to the Magic Kingdom first every trip because... Despite Epcot being my favourite park, it's not until I've done a ride at Magic Kingdom where I feel like I'm in Disney. But there's so many good ones. I'm with you on that. You know what? Like, Epcot, I love. It's still it's far superior to Magic Kingdom, but I have to go on a ride in Magic Kingdom. And I'm like, yes, I've walked down Main Street. I'm going on this ride, and I'm back in Disney. And it's such a tough choice between the Three Mountains and Haunted Mansion or Pirates. But I think I'm going to go with Haunted Mansion. Um, I, it's just so Disney and it, it's, it's got such a history that I think that's the one that, that wins my attraction um, in terms of places where I'd eat there's not like an amazing selection of restaurants at Magic Kingdom so I think I'm going to have to go classic Casey's Corner hot dog with chilli um, and chilli cheese and that that's probably just, just because it's Casey's and it's a cool place to eat and my snack is something that I tried for the first time last year and you could only get around Halloween time. 
and it's the candy corn milkshake at Auntie Gravity's Galactic Goodies. And oh, oh my god, it was absolutely incredible. It looks amazing. It's got like a, a Mickey Mouse marshmallow on the side of it. It tastes literally like you're drinking candy corn. And it near almost killed me because of how much sugar mm. is in it. I'm not mm. a candy corn what? fan. I don't it's get the hype. Thing. Yeah, I, I'm not a not a fan of candy corn, I've got to say. Um, I just thought of a... I, I made a terrible mistake to quote uh, Job from Arrested Development. Um, why do I not go for a Dole Whip? Yeah, I've, ne- I've, I've never had one. I've never had one. No, so what? I well, I didn't learn about the Dole Whip until I started podcasting. Right. So that's that's the only reason why. And I got even when I heard about it, I was put off because I wasn't a fan of pineapple. But pineapple is clearly my favourite fruit. Now I'm an adult, mm. so I'm desperate. E- either a, a pineapple or a citrus well. Um, have a Dole Whip float. That's what you want. Mm. See, I nearly went with a different version for my snack. I nearly went for the uh, the lime one that they've just started doing, the peanut oh, yeah. pan one. Yeah. Mm. The lime one. I fancy that. that. Yeah. Um, but I've I've steered away from, away from that. I I came. I remember something that I just adored, and I'll I'll tell you my snack now, and that's the the roll from Gaston's. Oh, that is good. That is so good. Yeah. So that's that's my my snack. My yeah. my meal. I'm gonna go with uh, Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because it it sells old Disney. It's st- that still feels like Disneyland at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, not just uh, I know it's a character meal as well, which is is great. But just the the setting of it as well with the castle, um, in front of you and. Just a just a beautiful building, really, as well. I've never eaten in um, Crystal Palace. It's a lovely restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. worth going to. It's um, the only place you can enjoy eating surrounded by poo. <laughs> 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 Had to throw that in there. You've, Sorry, not, been, guys. Oh. You've not been to Clacton. <laughs> <laughs> and my That's ride, yeah, my ride is. I I found this really tough as well. There was there was a few I looked at and I went, do you know what? I don't think they're the best versions. And even the one I've chosen, I don't think is the best version. Um, but I've picked it mainly because the best version. There's something else that I would prefer to ride in that park. Um, and I'm gonna go with Pirates. Okay. Just because it is the one ride. Anytime I get into one of the, like the Magic Kingdoms anywhere. It's the one ride. As long as it's open, I have to do it. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I couldn't pick any of the other ones that are a duplicate attractions at, at Disney World, other than that one. Mm. So, you, so I went with it. When you think about it, right? You know, they've got a lot of attractions which aren't particularly good compared to their com- like contemporaries elsewhere. Yeah, you know, their Space Mountain, I think, is the worst. Whoa. That's what I think, um, and everyone else does as well. Um, you know, their Big Thunder Mountain is good, but it is by far not the best. Um, Splash Mountain is obviously good. Their version of uh, Small World is not great either. Um, you know, I've not, I've not done the, I've not been to California, so I can't compare the Haunted Mansions. But I like the Haunted Mansion a lot, but. 
Yeah, it's really good. You know. So I, I would have the, the other restaurant that I I almost chose but didn't because I've done it was uh, Cinderella, Cinderella's Royal Table mm. because it is good. I mean, a lot of people don't think the food is particularly good. I've not eaten there in a long time, but I found the food to be fine. And you're going there more for you know where you're eating. To be honest, you, yeah. you know, you kind of accept the food may not be as good as you know other places, but the food wasn't mm. awful. I think no. the problem is with a lot of these places, especially when it's a set like menu, like like you know, they do there, is if you don't like what's on the set menu, you're stuffed, yeah. or you're not stuffed because you're not going to eat the food. Um, but yeah, I, I just think because of the ambience and and you know the fact you're eating there in the castle is is what makes it special, and that's what you're kind of paying for. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I almost chose Columbia Harbour House for mine, which is kind of hidden away actually in the Square. It's, it's a quick yeah. service, but it's it's good. It's nice food. It's a bit different from the norm of burgers and, and um, other things. You get a nice yeah, lobster no. roll there. Yeah, nice uh, salmon. It's yeah. good. It's a healthier options, really, isn't it? Well, it's kind of seafoody, but it's healthier options, I think. Yeah, and it comes with um, crisps rather yeah. than um, fries or yeah. chips if you're American. Chips, potato chips. <laughs> so we've also had some from our listeners. What? We've had some. We've had some interaction with nice. our listeners. So Amy Roberts, her ride is Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yes. good choice. Sit yeah. down meal is Liberty Tree Tavern. Nice. I, I've and never, I've never been inspired by that. I've looked at the menu loads of times. In fact, we've just done our ADRs, or we've done some of them, and it gets really good reviews. But I've never really been inspired by it. It's kind of American comfort food, and it doesn't doesn't like do anything. Dinner, isn't it, kind of thing? Is that yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It's like turkey dinner and. Yeah, it's like that, but it always gets good reviews. So you know, to be fair, it's not something so, that I would eat in, in thirty degree heat. That's all. That's the only reason I'm not yeah. there. Yeah, and her snack. She went for a candy apple from the confectionery. Interesting. Has anyone good ever choice. finished a candy apple? Candy apple. No. But she never forgave me because I threw hers away by accident. Oh. Oops. Yeah. I've never I've forgave never, me. She only I've, half finished it. I've never seen anyone finish a whole one. That's that's why I said it. You always yeah. see half eaten ones. And that was I like a problem. The chocolate she ate half. Sorry. Chocolate ones. No, mm. The chocolate ones are good, but they're like the red candy ones. Like they're too sugary. Mm. Yeah. You can't eat that much sugar. Like, but there's ones that you, well, you can get. Can't. I don't know if you can get them. No, I can't. I'd I literally die. <laughs> but the, the ones you can get covered in like milk chocolate. Oh, yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. Well, she had a white chocolate one and she ate half of it in Fantasmic and then I put it in the bag and then accidentally I threw it away mm. and we got back to the hotel and, you know, this is like this is like 10 years ago and the woman just has not forgiven me for it. Mate, if you ever if you ever school a woman like that, she'll never forgive you. Never, I know. No, never forget. Be fair, if you'd done that to me, I would never forgive you. So. <laughs> By the way, to our listeners, uh, if you don't know, Ryan has the worst mutant power in the world. <laughs> like sugar is his kryptonite um, <laughs> who, who else do we hear from P-Dubs uh, we've got one from Karen Patterson he picked Big Thunder okay. as it's the wildest ride in the wilderness good yeah. choice um, his meal was a burger from uh, Pecos Bills 
Oh, oh well, another popular choice. choice yeah. it's, not, bills. it's not what it used to be, though, is it? Oh, no, they changed it a couple of years ago, and it's yeah. definitely gone downhill. Yeah, yeah but it's changed, to be fair, but, yeah, it's more, yeah. Yeah. don't think it's quite the same. And his snack, he's gone for a classic hot dog from the Frontierland hot dog cart. What? He's yeah. just cheesing there, isn't he? <laughs> That's a a solid day at the park. So he, he's lucky he's on the show, disqualify him. Well, he's going to have the meat sweats after that, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> at least he's not gone for a turkey leg. Oh, <laughs> true, yeah. Luckily, oh, no God. one has gone for that at all. We, oh, do you know I what? True story, right? We were in the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day and we had a turkey leg on Christmas Day. We shared yeah. it though. Four of us shared one turkey leg. I've got to say Just, that, I mean, I know obviously I don't eat meat anymore, but that is the only, and I I loved meat. Before I gave it up, I would eat meat all the time. But eating a turkey leg for the first time was the first time I'd ever eaten any kind of meat and thought, I think I might be doing the wrong thing here. Really? Well, it's not I the best place to start. I don't, well, I, the thing is, I don't like the taste I mean, for some reason, right? They taste like ham. Well, they're smoked, they? Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. smoked does the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, so but I've had I've had smoked turkey, but I mean, this this does mm-hmm. taste like ham. I mean, obviously as well. Obviously, they're not turkey legs; they're emu legs. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. They're also joke, like the way. they're way pinker. They're way pinker than I would ever expect to be. Well, that's again, that's because of the smoking. Like, if you do smoke yeah. meat, it does uh, it does become a lot pinker. Then it but it puts you do. off, doesn't it? Because it's like over here, it's not how you'd expect to see a turkey. Yeah, and and for me, it's kind of it was all like all the tendons and things like that. Mm-hmm. He was eating for it, you know. I, I think you know, I used to eat like chicken drumsticks yeah. and stuff all the time. So it's not that I was adverse to it, but I just think it was so kind of bristly mm. and you know like, like that. Yeah, it just yeah, it, it, it's it's good for the photo. I think yeah. everyone should have a picture trying to look like they're King Henry VIII eating one. But yeah. um, again, I don't know how anyone could finish a whole one. Oh, I've done it. I love them. I think they're great. It's been a couple of years since I've had one, so I'm definitely going to have one this year. Mm. Go on, Pete. Who's next? Just... Oh. oh, sorry, Mr. D. I was just going to say, while we're on that topic, one of the news items I had, but but we didn't we didn't have time for, is um, Disney have just issued a, a plant-based cuisine menu i don't know if you've I seen saw, that well I, I i've not looked at the menu but i did see that they've mm. got this this new plant-based thing so obviously it's for the magic kingdom me. only mm. yeah um and it just it's quite good really i suppose if you're if you're of the vegetarian you know persuasion mm. uh because it, it tells you in each restaurant or you know not just table service but quick service as well um you know what the vegetarian options are um, it's vegetarian rather than vegan. The only mm-hmm. thing is that at the bottom of the menu it says that popcorn and and soft pretzels are vegan friendly. So I think if you're vegan friendly, that's your only options, maybe. But uh, Jesus, yeah, but it's a step in the right direction, and it, it does show you just how many vegetarian options there are now. It's, I don't know that it's world class, but it's certainly better than it used to be. Well, I think before it was chips, wasn't it? Um, and even then only selected places because I know a lot of places in America still, um, their mm. McDonald's are cooked, uh, cooked their fries in beef dripping. Yeah. So, 
yeah, even that is sometimes a bit suspect. But I think, I mean, I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but I do think that we're going to start seeing a lot more menu changes in that. Universal, obviously, um, putting more plant-based items on their menus. Um, I hear Disneyland are, are a lot more vegetarian and vegan friendly than Disney World are. Again, that caters for the local audience because they're a lot more health conscious over there. Um, yeah. But I do think we're going to start seeing a lot more um, of that kind of stuff come over. It's very easy now. There's so many companies that make vegan or vegetarian burgers mm-hmm. that I can't see them not waiting too long to put some stuff like that on the menus as well. We already see it at Food and Wine that um, they do stuff. So, um, yeah. But I think it's good. I think it's good that they've they've got a menu now or a guide that certainly helps you make those choices because I, I do worry with what I know, what I've seen in the menus recently, that I, I would struggle. So, mm. um, yeah, more choices is good, I think, all round. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Go on, Pete. What's next? Uh, so we've got Alan Wheeler. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to say Big Thunder, okay, but felt that uh, Disneyland Paris is better because yeah, it is. So he's because mm-hmm. it is, yeah. So he's gone for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Good, well, good and man. He says that's because it's a good mix of coaster and theming, but he thinks it could be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one tip said. on one tip on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Is that the a lot of people don't realise it because they, they kind of do it subtly, but the carts rock. Yeah, mm. and if you you can really make them rock yourselves and have a much better ride, mm. so uh, you can really go back and forth on it, and and it's a lot more intense than if you're not doing it. So just a little tip if you want to make that ride a bit more intense, whether Disney want you to do it or not, I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. certainly when I've been on it the last couple of years, we're literally like swaying from back 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 and forth and it's it's a lot more fun first listener to get a 360 on uh stephen wasp may's doing gets a <laughs> gets a prize gets a t-shirt yeah a t-shirt and, and perhaps a, de- uh, a decapitation as well yeah <laughs> they, they should have they should have thought about that what was his uh sit down his uh, sit down he's gone for about guess mainly for the same room but he says he refuses to pay two dining credits for it fair play and the snack he's gone for the double whip. The the what what? The double whip flat. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So I mean if you want the theme, be our guest does breakfast and lunch as well, which is one uh, as a quick service. Yeah. Good tip. But, yeah. So Amanda Sheridan, um People Mover. Nice. Uh, Good choice. Yeah. Columbia Harbour House. She's gone Columbia Harbour House for a meal and a doll whip. Yep. The the doll whip's becoming very popular throughout these now. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? So we've got Amanda Newby. So so two Amandas in a row. Um, she says she loves Walt Disney World questions like this. So good job. We're going to be doing more of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's picked Splash Mountain. Yeah. Um, sit down would be Liberty Tree Tavern, mm-hmm. and her one snack would be a cookies and cream ice cream with hot fudge sun, uh, hot fudge sauce from the Good Main choice. Street Master Ice Cream Shop. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, 
So, Matt Field, he's picked Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, Pecos Bills again, as it's yep. his family tradition. And mm-hmm. he said either freshly made popcorn while waiting for the fireworks, or if he's allowed, cheating and going over to the Polynesian and having a Krakatoa punch from Trader Sam's. Oh, I think we'll let him get away with that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, only because yeah, we wish sl- we'd thought of it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like stretching the rules, but we'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, um, talking about traditions, Pecos Bills is whenever I go with my parents, that it is always the restaurant we go to for, for a quick service. So it's uh, it's weird, isn't it, how that that tradition always carries on? Mm, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to uh, have parents you can do stuff like that with. Yeah, little orphan Nick over here. Who's next? Uh, our last one is from Trisha Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gone the opposite order. Um, She's picked her snack first, and again, it's the Dole Whip float. Mm-hmm. Um, sit down, she says, probably be our guest, although we've got another one that wants an extension um, and <laughs> would argue that the Grand Floridian should be part of it and said Citricos. Mm, can't say that. No, no. I mean, the other, the other guy, you know, he it was booze related, so we'll let him <laughs> away with that. But come on, you got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> um. She said her obvious choice of ride was Seven Dwarfs, but she says she's feeling nostalgic and has gone with Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. Look, I'm not saying it's 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 still a great ride. You know, the reason I kind of like wrote it off is just because I think if you are if you've got uh, more of an attachment to another version that you think's a bit better, then it you you kind of try and find something else. But, you know, uh, weirdly, if someone put, was to put a gun to my head and say, which part would you ride, would want to ride right now? It would be Shanghai, and I've not been on it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds good, doesn't it? Mm. It's a yeah. weird reason to put a gun to your head, but there we go. Yeah. I will it say could be a musket. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I will say as well, like, I think the um, the way that they have retrofitted the the Pirates film into the Disneyland Paris version, again, is superior to what they've done in the other parts. Um, yeah, it's, it's, the, a, it's a nice effect, especially yeah, on Barbosa. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's really well done. So, yeah. We want a politically correct pirate. Well, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We want the red. Yeah. Um, right, so... Um, that lasted a lot longer than I expected to. I thought we'd whiz through the <laughs> Disney Park news this week um, yep. because we've got a lot to talk about when we look at Disney news outside of the parks. The Diz After Dark general news is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit HHNUnofficial.com. Are you guys aware of the Disney connected current news story that's going on in Paris at the minute? Yeah, yeah. I suppose we should we should mention it just because mm. uh, it, it is absolutely horrible. So mm. uh, as we're recording this, and I'm I'm not watching the footage anymore, but I was watching it earlier on. Um, but there was a, I think you can't call it anything less than a catastrophic fire at Notre Dame yeah. Cathedral. Um, yeah. Obviously, we don't, at this time, we don't know what caused the fire. My initial guess is that because they've been doing restoration work on it for quite a while now, Mm. um, it's got to be at least two or three years 
that I can remember them going back to doing some restoration. Well, it could be one of those things that they always do restoration work, but um, mm. they've been doing some restoration work on the on the roof, and the roof has caught fire, and the roof has completely gone. Um, I was watching the footage about two hours ago, and the fire was still still burning quite quite heavily. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, crews were there trying to, to douse it, but I'll be very surprised if there's much left of the cathedral after. All yeah, this it's gone. Done. It's gonna. It's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it, such a shame. It's a beautiful building. That's what yeah. I mean. I've not. I was saying to my wife today that um, I've not actually been to the cathedral in about uh, 21 years. Actually, I know when it was because it was. I was in France just as the World Cup was starting over there in '98. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was there for a school trip, and um, we did we didn't spend very long in there, but we we went to the cathedral. But even from the outside, it's just such a an iconic building. It it really is stunning, and um, yeah, I mean, whenever you see a building like that, it's um, go up mm. like that. It's 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 tragic. Um, I don't think there are any casualties. I think they were able to yeah. evacuate before it really took hold, but just, just watching a building of that age burn is just, just so sad. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, Disney have done um, the Hunchback of Notch Dam as an animated film. And it's rumored that they will be doing a live action remake as well at some point um, yeah. in the coming years. So as you said, it's, it ties in really well with Disney yeah. and Paris. Uh, sorry, with Disney in general. Um, mm. Yeah, just just a just a real shame. Yeah, yeah, it is. So look, let's let's you know let's talk about some more upbeat news. Mm-hmm. Um, I, where should we go? Well, let's let's get the elephant in the room done first. We obviously recorded an episode last night about the Disney Plus service. That's obviously been the big news with Disney. This is what the future hangs on. This, this streaming service. So um, myself and Craig and Lord Luke, we recorded last night and we did a bit of a deep dive into the presentation. It was a very long presentation. It was a very long podcast. Um, but it was it was a great uh, presentation. It, it was very Apple Keynote-like. Um, I think it sold it really well. I think we were saying that, you know, us in the UK that have had access to it, it's very, very similar to... Disney life that we have now. Uh, in fact, the interface is exa- it's exactly the same. So mm. it, we have kind of been the test for it. Um, give a shout out though to Roger Palmer. Um, I know he loves my singing at the start of the show. So shout out to you. And um, he, he listens to the episode and he wanted to correct a few things that we said. So um, actually Comcast bought Fox last year, not Disney. They outbid them in the blind Sky. auction. Sky, yeah. yeah. Not Fox. Not Fox, sorry, Sky, you're quite <laughs> right. But they did try and buy Fox as well. Um, yeah. But of course, uh, Fox had uh, one of the majority shares, 39%. So that was um, that was obviously sold to them. So in a way, it still got back to Disney just in a roundabout way. Um but uh, yeah, he also wanted to say that the they still do have the books and the music sections on there, but they're not really updated. I can't, I've not even found them. I'm gonna have to go look after we've recorded this episode and see if I can see them on the uh, the Apple TV. It might just be a mobile thing. 
Um, and also, he said that Disney's current deal with Sky ends in 2020, which is good news because that means that once that is uh, is done next year, that should be Disney pulling out of the Sky deal completely. I can't see them wanting to renegotiate that. No. So no. that will be really good news from a UK point of view. So, um, yeah, so that was just a few things we wanted to mention. But I wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, you've obviously seen the news stories. We've been talking about it in the groups and everything like that. Um, so, uh, P-dubs. Yeah, I, I actually had a couple of little bits to pick up as well. Um, Netflix and Marvel. Yeah. The deal was for Netflix to distribute those shows. They had no influence on production. Um, the deal was that as long as both sides wanted to continue, they would continue to produce them. Mm-hmm. Marvel would produce them and Netflix would distribute them. Netflix decided to cancel that deal once they knew that Disney were pulling everything else out of Netflix. Mm-hmm. I believe the contract states that Disney have to wait three years before they're allowed to use those characters again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could well take the characters that we've already got. Um, they have every right to use exactly the same actors. Um, they don't have to reboot them if they don't want to. Um, as we said, and this kind of ties into my other point as well, um, they could move them to Hulu. Yeah. Um, if they want to, it would be a much better fit to put them on Hulu than it would to be Disney+. Plus. Um Sticking on the Hulu point, Disney owns 60% of Hulu now. Mm-hmm. Um, there were rumours that they were going to get another 20% as part of the B Sky B deal. Okay. Um, because Comcast owned 20% as well. Mm. Uh, and the rumour was that Disney would basically swap their shares in Sky for Comcast shares in Hulu. That okay. deal doesn't seem to have happened yet. Uh, Disney still, yeah, Disney still have their shares in Sky at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, of whatever Fox had. Um, but that could still happen. I think they wanted to get the the big deal over the final hurdle first before they started dealing with all of this. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think. Um, it would be silly for Disney to put any Marvel show outside of Disney Plus. Um, I think the they've MCU needs got, to exist. They've already got stuff on Hulu. Cloak yeah, what what shows on Hulu? Cloak and Daggers on there at the moment. Is yeah, it, but is I mean, Runaways on there as well, or is it sci-fi? No, it's I believe sci-fi, is it, it is on Hulu as well. I'm not sure whether Hulu have got. Got it first. I think it might be on a on a network channel first, and then it goes on to Hulu afterwards. I guess it depends on what um, old Kevin wants to do because he said that every MCU show from now, uh, sorry, every show Marvel show on Disney Plus will be connected, will be in the MCU. We had a very loose connection in anything that Netflix produced. I think they mentioned the Avengers in like one of the first episodes of Daredevil, and then we barely really had any reference to anything throughout the, the series run. I think, for me, it would be stupid to bring those characters back unless they're on Disney+. Plus. I don't think, 
just because Disney Plus exists, they should shy away from producing more adult series. I think The Mandalorian seems like it could be a bit more gritty than we would expect from a, a Star Wars show, um, which is good. Well, I heard, did, did I not hear something about, um, I can't remember what the, the, I can't remember what they called it, but it's it's essentially like a, a blood pack they use when uh, you're shooting a scene where guns are fired. I can't remember what the actual device is called. Yeah. But it, that was mentioned during the, the Mandalorian panel, which suggests that people are going to get shot rather than Star Wars shot. So yeah. I think that it is going to be a little bit more grown up than we're used to seeing in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It's interesting because today I heard that the first time anybody, anybody bled on Star Wars was Finn. Well, I mean, that was, we, we talked about that on, on the episode last night. I mean, I don't, I can't say that with a hundred percent certainty because I haven't just watched all of the films back to back. But um, when I have watched those films back before, um, there wasn't any blood when Darth Vader strikes down Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's no blood when Luke Skywalker loses his hand. There's no right. blood when uh, Han shoots first and he does. Um, you know, like all of those scenes are, and that's just ones off the top of my head, all of those scenes are, you know, where you could see some blood, but you yeah. didn't. And actually all of those Star Wars films were either you or PG. Yeah. The initial trilogy. Well, the first- yeah, the first blood isn't Finn, though, is it? It's the it's, it's his buddy at the beginning. Yeah, but it's it's when he. Yeah. I think it's when he wipes on his face. That's when you're you really yeah. see it for the first yeah. time. But yes, yeah, it's right. not actually his blood. But yeah, yeah, it's when he wipes on his face. And I think the, as well, wasn't the Force Awakens the first twelve? I no, I think Revenge of the uh, um, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, I think, was the twelve. Yeah, yeah, I could I could remember if it was or not. Um, but I mean, I know that the first five films were PG or U. So I, I think my biggest problem with Disney Plus is that the US audience is getting the Mandalorian, and the UK audience, well, sorry, European audience has to wait until at least January. At least that's that's what we think. That that's not actually what's been said. What what we do know is the twelfth of November is when Disney Plus launches in America. Yeah. There is no and we're told Europe it's gonna be quarter one. Now it could well be, you know, as I said, there's two options here. Either we get a switched Disney Plus on the twelfth of November, because it, it already exists. You're just changing the name and the and the interface. Everything else needs to stay the same. Or um, you know, it could be that we get the content on the same day. And if we don't get the content the same day, then, you know, you're, you're right. We're, we're not going to get it until it does, it does make the changeover whenever that will be in, in 2020. Which I think is silly on Disney's part because there is oh, no way that any Star Wars fan in the UK is waiting until January through March to watch that show. If it's Dis- not happening. No, if Disney do not put that on Disney Life within days of it launching in America, then it will be all over the internet. Uh, you'll be able to find it in various places if you want to find it. I don't think they'll put it on Disney Life. I don't because I think that's probably for someone that's got a Disney. Well, for, certainly for us who have Disney Life subscriptions, it's it's not it, it's not going to tempt you to Disney Plus. If you've already seen The Mandalorian right now, 
that's the biggest draw of that service. Um, the Marvel shows aren't going to be ready until next year, right? So at least one of them isn't anyway. Mm. The others I haven't even started even thinking about, I don't think, by the sounds of it. I think you've got 13 classic Vault movies, which, you know, great. I mean, it's like 55 plus, but they're not adding um, for the foreseeable future. I don't know. I thought the offering was actually a lot weaker than I would have hoped. I think, I don't know Simpsons why... Simpsons is a big draw, but like, I don't know. How many seasons of The Simpsons are actually good? Well, not 30, which is what, <laughs> which is what they're launching with. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, when we had Disney Life launched in the UK, I can't remember how much of the back catalogue was on there, but it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of the stuff. Um, obviously, every month they do add bits to it, and it's normally new Disney Channel content or new Mickey Mouse shorts or things like that, or when they get the rights to a film after Sky have shown it, you know, that as well. But um, it does surprise me that we're not getting... Uh, they're not giving the US the library straight away. Now, the other thing as well with Disney+, Plus, like, you know what they've been talking about the big selling points is that you know captain marvel and avengers endgame and dumbo and maleficent and you know all this they're going to be is a big one as well yeah yeah they're all going to be exclusive to disney plus they're going to be there um obviously when the service launches um it's going to be with captain marvel that's going to be there as well we're not going to get that in the uk so our Disney Plus, when we get it, is not going to be the same as what they're touting in America for the same reasons that we've already discussed, that the Sky deal is not over until next year. And that yeah. means that they will have the first rights on those films that Disney Plus in the US are going to get as, as their exclusive. So we're still going to get a weaker offering when it does switch over to Disney Plus, at least initially. So... The, the, odd, the oddest thing for me was when they were like, oh, Frozen 2 is going to be coming. All the investors were like, very happy, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But it's coming after the home DVD release. It's like, why are you paying for a, a subscription service when you can just rent it for two quid um, before you even arrive to the service? It just seems so counterintuitive. Um, I get it. They're kind of in this middle point now where they know they're going to make sales from DVDs and Blu-rays. But for someone who has that subscription service... It's a bit of a kick in the teeth, I think. I have to wait even longer. Like, I'm paying Disney monthly to get the best content, and yeah, you're not giving you're, it to me. But you're paying a pittance. That's the thing. Of course, like, but that price is going up in 12 months' time, let's be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean, Netflix kept their price down for a good five years before they started to try and rise it. And now it's, it's you know, rising every couple of years by a dollar or whatever. I think Disney know in the long term that, that that price is going to go up but i think they would be uh, absolutely foolish to do that i mean if we if you go back and again you know roger palmer kind of agreed that we've kind of been the guinea pigs for this service in the uk for the last few years when that service first launched in the uk it was 10 quid a month yeah and for that you was getting nothing but back catalog stuff you were getting you know their new film releases were two-year-old films um, you know, there was nothing to make you go, well, this is worth paying more than Netflix other than the Disney library. And that wasn't sufficient. 
So eventually, and we had it when it first launched, and we we gave it up after a couple of months because it was like, you know what, for what we're paying, we're not getting the the use of it at yeah. six ninety or six dollars ninety nine, and now in the UK, Disney Life is is five quid a month. That's a steal. For what you're actually getting, that is a good price. But I mean, like, yeah, they've got, got to keep that free. price down. With um, my Walt Disney World booking. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. They were doing that. I don't think they did it this year, but last year when I booked, I got the subscription for Disney Life free. I, I think if they didn't lower that price, that service would have closed down. I agree. Because yeah. I, everyone I spoke to had tried it and had either kept it for a few months and cancelled it or gave it up after the free trial. Like no one was paying 10 quid a month for it. Except Craig, because it's Craig. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm excited for the Mandalorian. I'm excited for the Star Wars, uh, the uh, Marvel shows, 100%. I don't think that the back catalogue of Disney, of animated classics, is good enough to launch with. Um, I think the Pixar shorts, the stuff they're working on, but the behind the scenes stuff um, is really cool. Like, I'm well on board with that. That sounds amazing. Um, but I think there's, there's a few tricks that they've missed. In my opinion, I think the price is great. And you know what? When Netflix launched, let's not forget that wasn't the service it is today. But I think, and, and Disney are definitely going to be working at a loss. I think they, they reckon for the next three, four years on this. But if, in four years' time, it's going to be infinitely different. And I think I'm probably too critical of the service, but you have to give it credit. It's, it's, it's still in its infancy. And I think if, if it's six quid a month here, or even seven quid a month, there's no doubt that I'll be paying that. And it's 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 interesting as well because they were also talking about it being an add-on for Hulu. Mm. Now Hulu has become this massive brand. In you know, we all know what Hulu is, even though Hulu doesn't exist over here. Um, yeah, you know that is how big that brand has become, and you know it's it's pretty ingrained in American households as being an essential service in the way that Netflix has be- become. So if you're paying. Uh, like ten dollars a month for Hulu, and let's just say—I mean, I, I don't think they actually announced what the add-on price would be—but let's just say, um, for like another three dollars a month, you can add on Disney Plus. That's that's gonna really see the an increase, um, in, in uptake. It'll be interesting to see how they balance it out because, you know, with so many people already using Hulu, they've got to be quite clever in how they they price it as an add-on because if they did only like charge two or three bucks for it, that's half the cost of what everyone else would be paying, which means you're right, only seeing yeah. half the revenue that you, you are expecting to see. And so, these, these programs like the Mandalorian are, are not cheap to produce. And these programs featuring Tom Hiddleston and, um, and Renner and um, all the others that they, they ain't going to be cheap. No. Have you seen the latest one? Yeah, apparently, um, Thanks to Phil Guard, um, the Hulk. Yeah. Well, oh, it's really? a she, she Hulk featuring Mark yeah. Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Yeah. Because they cool. can't call it the Hulk. Oh, no, because of the uh, the ongoing deals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, I mean, again, would just be, would be excellent. I mean, I'm, at the moment, I'm watching uh, The Tick on Amazon Prime. Because mm. uh, I've always been a... a a big fan of that franchise anyway and it's a good show but you can see where they've had a limited budget to do stuff 
because it's essentially, I mean, it's a, it's a spoof for those that don't know. It's a spoof superhero um, show. Um, the cartoons were the same. The original live action show was the same. So, you know, it's still within that world. Now, when they did the first live action show, that was on network TV. And it was like the early 2000s. And arguably, uh, the effects and the costumes were better in that version. Because, you know, Amazon Prime have got a budget for this this show. And it's not going to be the same as broadcast. And what Disney are, are doing is making sure that all of their, their content is Disney quality. And that's, and that's what, that's I mean, Kevin, um, Kevin, is it Kevin Feige came out and said... Mm. All of our MCU shows will be as good as quality as our films, and that that is as an MCU fan, huge, huge. I mean, they might only be ten episodes, but who cares? They might only be six. But I mean, if we're getting six episodes of Loki or whatever you know, whatever it may be, uh, that are an hour long, that's effectively a six-hour Loki film. Amazing. Well, the Mandalorian's always already been confirmed for a second season. Yes, yeah. For this one, which, I mean, is not a surprise. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Like, when you're spending that much money on building sets and stuff like that and costumes, you're going to try and get your money back on it. Um, so you're not going to just do a one and done. Um, and they're making the Rogue One TV show as well. Yeah, which I, I can't wait. I like Andor. Um, so I'm good. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with that as well. Um, they just, just said that uh, K2SO is going to be back as well. Yeah, yeah, Alan Tudyk's confirmed, isn't yeah. he? So he's great. So yeah, um, and that's it. That's where the quality is going to come in, and the, and the films. Like again, we talked about some of the films. Some of the films that they've announced for it were going to be cinema releases that Disney are now putting straight onto there, skipping the cinema release. Lady and the Tramp. I don't know if that was ever earmarked for being another big screen adaptation. I don't think it was, but again, it's going to be of a similar quality to their live action output. Sorry. It does look at the, the the one still that we see from it does kind of it rang a little bit of Tim Allen in the Shaggy Dog in the way that it looked. I don't know why. Uh, I didn't think it looked that bad, <laughs> but I, I know <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, I'm sure it's going to be good. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily expect it to be as, as good as say the Lion King if it's going on Disney Plus. Well, it's, I mean, it's a different, it's a di- completely different type of film, isn't it? You're not looking at the savannas of Africa. You're looking at the streets exactly, of yeah. like London. Yeah. Or whatever, it's going to be a, a much cheaper looking film. Um, but uh, you know, as long as the quality's there, then that's that's all that matters. Um, Mr. D, you've been noticeably quiet on this front. What, what have you made of uh, the Disney Plus announcements? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I was surprised at the price point, it, it looks pretty attractive, really. But um, for me, it, it probably doesn't work for me. I mean, obviously, my kids are older, but we've also got most of the films, the classic films that which is what we want to watch. We've got those on Blu-ray or DVD. Um, plus we got like Prime Netflix and I guess other options. But, uh, you know, so we we don't have a great need for it. Um, but I certainly think it's, a, you know, an attractive price point, six six ninety nine in the US. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Six, yeah. Seven dollars or seventy dollars for the year. So uh, mm. it's, uh, yeah. It's, it looks like a it's like a good service. I think if we had younger kids, we'd probably be interested. I mean, I'll be honest. The only reason I've got Amazon Prime is because I've got Prime membership. I yeah. don't think I yeah. actually pay for Amazon Prime. No, 
alone. Yeah, Netflix, like, yeah, Netflix is much better. Yeah, I mean, the quality or the amount of films on there are, are less than you find on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. Films always seem to have a much shorter shelf life on there than Netflix does as well, yeah. for some strange yeah. reason. And their TV content, I mean, I've never watched uh, Transparent, although it's supposed to be very good, or Miss Maisel. Um, Sneaky Pete, it's meant to be good. Yeah, but um, I, I tried watching an episode, it didn't grab me. Uh, Bosch, I don't know anyone that's seen that show, but it's been on for like six seasons. Um, Jack Ryan apparently was quite good. Um, yeah, I've heard that's good. But I haven't got around to watching that. There's, there's not much. I mean, that and The Tick, the only two Amazon shows that they've they've made that I have wanted to really spend some time watching. Um, Everything's going to change when, when that Lord of the Rings show launches, though. It won't, well, it won't for me because I don't like Lord of the Rings. But, but for the wider audience, like if that show is decent, mm. they're pour, they're pouring like record-setting amounts of money into into that show. Well, it, it's yeah. insane. It's, did I read something like they're spending as much on this TV series as they did in the films? Yeah, yeah, something stupid like that. So, yeah, absolutely, and and they have to because you can't make a cheap Lord of the Rings show. And the reason why yeah. Star Wars is only happening now as a TV show is because of this. Yeah. You know, this was talked about around, and I, so I can't remember the, the exact dates, but definitely around Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith time. They were going to make this big show. ABC were obviously going to be involved. They were looking at other network partners as well because it was going to be so big budget. And they were going to have, you know, this shared universe. HBO were going to, have a more adult version and you know all this kind of stuff and they were talking big big budgets and of course it never happened because the money just wasn't there for it now yeah. this is the future this is what they need to do uh the, the, you know tv as we all consume it is completely different now than it was 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. um and now that's that's where it's at so um yeah I mean, I can't say, like, when they announced The Mandalorian, I can't say, oh, wow, because I never really cared much of Boba Fett anyway. But um, to say I'm not excited by it is... he wasn't a Mandalorian, though. Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian? No, he stole the armour. Well, Jango Fett stole the armour. Remember, Jango Fett and Boba Fett are both clones. Well, Boba Fett, at least, is a clone. So So what's Jango Fett, then? I don't think it was Mandalorian. I'm sure in an episode of the Clone Wars they say the armor was stolen. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting development. Yeah. You gotta be but careful honestly, watching like, when, too much talking you... though. It's quite addictive. It can be Hobbit Foreman. Oh, oh, <laughs> there is the gold, people. There is the oh, gold. Sh- Every okay, episode. What, there's at least one. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. <laughs> When it does launch, if none of you have seen Star Wars The Clone Wars, a TV show, that is the time to check it out because it's stunning and the new series is coming as well. See, the problem is, as uh, I think Stuart Mallet said earlier, with Disney Life, one of the big bugbears that I have with it as well is that it doesn't... When you watch, when you use most services, it will leave the episode. If you're, if you're midway through an episode or you're about to start a new episode it will leave you ready to watch the next episode. Disney Life doesn't have that feature for some reason. So mm. you don't, you can't just pick up where you've left off. Like I, I've tried watching Tron Uprising about three times and I've forgotten what episode I was on and just thought, I'll oh, sod it. 
Um, they need to sort that out. And I do really want to watch the Clone Wars. I never got into it. I really do want to watch it. Um, and so wrong with the movie because that's terrible. But the the actual TV yeah, show is good. Yeah, that looked awful when it first came out as well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just concentrate on TV TV shows. But um, yeah, that's that's something that I'm excited by. Um, P Dubs, any more thoughts from you? I know you was talking about this a little bit on Biff Pal Bam. Yeah, um, not really. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm going to be getting it. I've got Disney Plus, uh, Disney Life now. Um, so it's only just going to be a change. Obviously, I'm massively into the Marvel stuff, so I'll be wanting to watch that as soon as it, it comes along. Um, the only other thing that you completely reminded me about by talking about the tick, I don't know whether anybody saw that uh, Peter Serafinovich came out and said he actually did record the lines for Darth Maul in Solo. Oh, in Solo? <laughs> yeah, and then they, then they got rid of him. And replaced him with the guy that had been portraying him in Rebels. Wow, <laughs> that's that's he, weird. Yeah, he wasn't happy in the slightest. And he got paid for it. Yeah, but he didn't know. Yeah, that's 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 poor form. That's Ron Howard yeah. for you. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. That is interesting because I I love the fact that he did Darth Maul's voice. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, I I kind of got it why they would use somebody they're using now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know why they didn't ask him back to the cartoon series. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember the, the guy's name that plays him now. but he Sam also That's it. And he also played um, the main character in um, both Force Unleashed games, which at the yeah. time before Disney took over uh, was canon. Um, both fantastic games like still now if you go back and play those games they're brilliant but he did the the mocap and the voice for uh, Starkiller in those two games yeah okay. I actually saw I actually saw him do a panel at um, Celebration when they were when it was here oh really um, him and Dave Filoni yeah actually and it, that was really great I, I love Sam Witwer he's been in some some shows that I've watched over the years um, yeah, Battlestar Galactica once upon a time, he's in Supergirl at the moment. Um, yeah, he's he's really got a solid. And we'll never find out what the, he's got a solid <laughs> off. Mm. <laughs> that couldn't be better time. <laughs> I, he, I, I always think he does it on purpose, you know. Um, <laughs> so look, we've got to talk about. Uh, unless anyone's got anything more, they want to talk about Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, then we'll move on. Um, because, I mean, to me, you know, everyone says, and Craig definitely says that this was the biggest Disney news in, in you know, years. And it, and it is. But, you know, really the big news for me this weekend was the episode nine panel at Celebration. And it's it's a weird thing because um, I've never been to a Celebration, um, a Star Wars Celebration. I've been to Celebrations. Um but the the last few years, it's become a bit of a tradition for me to watch the live streams. I think it's really nice that they put them on so people that can't be there can listen to them. And, um, you know, they, they did one for uh, The Force Awakens, um, and they obviously did one for The Last Jedi as well. And so it would be wrong for them to not do one for Episode Nine Because, you know, that's the next film. Um, but I, I really, I really enjoy watching them. 
Okay. Still there? I am. I like, right. I, like no, because because <laughs> I couldn't hear anyone else. I thought, am I just talking to myself? I thought you <laughs> no. were. I thought that you was kind of carry on then. That was a really dramatic pause by me for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I, I just really enjoyed watching them, and I think it's, you know, I, there's a, there was an element of sadness coming up to Friday, knowing that this was going to be the last one of the Skywalker saga. You know, they have yeah, done them for now. Well. I mean, they have done them, you know, for the other Star Wars films as well. But let's be honest, the one that we all care about are the episodes. So, yeah. um, you know, it, I'm it, sure didn't didn't Bob Iger like? I think everyone was saying, oh, he's he's pausing Star Wars movies for now. But what I think he actually said was along the lines of he's pausing the Skywalker movies for now. It was, I'm sure he used Skywalker in context of what he was saying. I, in a way, I hope not. I mean, I'm sure if these other series that they're working on don't work out then they'll they'll probably go back to the well but i kind of hope that they don't unless you know they they leave episode nine in such a way that you are almost gagging for it to carry on but yeah um i mean we'll, we'll talk about the, the skywalk a bit a bit more later on but um you know i thought the whole panel was good i thought it was um you know entertaining you know some funny stories from the cast i really um, I was really pleased to see um, Kelly Marie Tran get such an ovation when she was uh, referenced on stage because um, even though I think we all agree that the character of Rose was um, not, <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think the role was under underwritten. Yeah, I'm not saying that she was she was a, yeah. she's not a bad uh, actor at all. But the 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 character is just not interesting. Yes, yeah, it's it's just yeah. Nothing... She got a lot of flack for for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's not on her. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, she she basically got bullied off of social media um, yeah. because of this. I mean, I think they'd made a rod for their own back in a, in one way because they'd hyped the character up so much on that last Jedi panel. Yeah, um, and then it did turn in. You know, the character was a bit of a damp squib, but regardless, she didn't deserve to to have that treatment. And so, for her to get the ovation that she did, you know, and she was she was absolutely touched by that as well. Like, you know, she was she had tears, and I just thought it was a very sweet moment considering um, the flat that she'd gone through. Um, but I just loved those panels. I loved the you know, the little insights that you get about the working of the film, you get this real sense from the cast that they all enjoy working together, mm. which is always nice to see because, you know, Hellboy just came out and there's been reports of all sorts of fallouts with production and, and actors and, you know, it doesn't sound like a good environment to be involved in. And it does feel like in Star Wars that they, they have a bit more of a family kind of attitude and love him or hate him i know people do hate him i think jj abrams does you know he's quite an integral part in that in bringing all that kind of stuff together i've um, got a lot of time for jj yeah i mean i don't i'm getting wrong i don't love all of his, his films and everything that he's involved in but he just always comes across well he, he seems to genuinely give a shit about the stuff that he's doing yeah whatever it is yeah. whatever it is i mean it could be a bad movie but it's Especially Star Wars, like you could see when he got the Force Awakens job, how much that meant to him. Well, he did. He he took Star Trek, didn't he? Because he didn't think there were, yeah. he was ever going to get a chance to do a Star Wars film. Yeah, exactly. Which is why Christopher Ripley hates it so much. 
because he turned Star Trek into Star Wars, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> but um, yeah, you could see when he got that job how how pleased he was. And I, I won't lie, when they announced that um, Ryan Johnson or Rian Johnson was doing The Last Jedi, I was a bit sad because, okay, I have admitted that when you watch the last, uh, when you watch the Force Awakens back, it is Star Wars: The Greatest Hits, but it felt like a Star Wars film at the time. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, it felt completely different to what George Lucas had done in that prequel trilogy, and it felt like he try and brought it back. The fact that he wanted to do stuff on sets, you know, there was a lot of care and passion that was brought into that. Um, and so I was really glad when they brought him back for this last one. Um. So, yeah, I, I love watching the panel and everything like that. And, of course, these panels would not be complete if they didn't have um, a trailer at the end. You know, it, it's got to have yeah. a trailer, surely. Um, and this was no exception. And I, and I put this on, on social media because it's, it's true. I cannot, I cannot explain what it is. And I was absolutely adamant I wasn't going to do it this time. But when I see a Star Wars trailer for the first time, it just makes me cry. I, I There's just, I, I, it must be something to do with my childhood. That must be what it is. That I've, I've just got this, this, you know, Star Wars was the first film I ever watched as a kid that I really kind of felt like I got. It was the first one I really remembered watching at that age. And I watched it every week for over a year. Every Sunday mm. morning, that was my ritual. 10 o'clock, the video goes in and I watch Star Wars and then I go and play my Star Wars toys. Um, that was it every week for a year. Um, I just, you know, it, it, it's always been bound to me. And yeah, this trailer was no exception. And the thing is, like, when you break it down, I mean, it's a good trailer, but I mean, it does a very good job of telling you nothing. Yeah, there's, there's one part of the trailer that does... Uh get you excited for sure yeah well i think there's a few i mean i think it starts off well uh i think it's an interesting start with um you know obviously mark hamill's voiceover mm. um which is which is good because you you know that he's not really gonna i'm not I, I think he's gonna be in this film um but obviously the last we we saw was him dying in the last jedi or, or assuming that he died in the last jedi um, and you've got this kind of training bit with with Ray. I couldn't work out whether this was like a simulation of some kind, or if there really was a ship that was hunting her down. Um, but it was quite cool, you know, to see her kind of, uh, you know, try and jump over this this tie fighter that was flying after her or tie interceptor. I don't know. What I got the impression that, that was a it was an actual ship. Yeah, I mean, you would think that because you saw someone controlling it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, her her kind of like being able to to use some kind of false power to to leap up enough to get over it um, was quite I, an impressive visual. I, I hope that in this movie we're actually going to see her be a bit more of a badass rather than just attack people wildly with a lightsaber. Um, I'm assuming based on that 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 first scene that we are. Yeah, uh, which is really cool, and you know, I get you know, she obviously has come from not knowing anything about using the force or wielding a lightsaber. Um, but I hope for this last movie that we're going to see. Uh, I hope for this last movie that we're going to see a, a a good couple of lightsaber duels, rather than just 
the, the best part of Last Jedi was was Kylo and, and Ray in in the throne room, like without a doubt. Yeah. Um, especially if you if you put over uh, put over Mr. Blue Sky like they did in the. Have you seen that? That's brilliant. Uh, I've seen that, and I've also seen uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Yes, that both was both work well. equally as well because obviously that I mean I suppose the reference there wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody, but it was actually uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's how I saw it anyway with with the fight yeah. scene in Shaun of the Dead. Um, but but then yeah, you've got like in this trailer, like the, the bit that excited me, other than the bit at the end, wasn't the return of beloved characters. It was finally we get to see the Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. which have been alluded to since the uh, Force Awakens, and we've kind of mentioned um, in the Last Jedi a little bit. But it, it looks like we're seeing Kylo Ren taking some of them down. And also, as well, you get the um, you, you, he's repairing his helmet. Yep. So, I mean, I know that pleases you immensely, being a big Kylo Ren fan that you are. Yeah, massive Kylo Ren. Well, I'm, I'm a Kylo Ren fan when he's got his mask on. <laughs> but when he's got his shirt off. Yeah. When he's got his shirt off, and he and he looks like um, twelve year old. There, not so much. <laughs> I have no problem. I think Adam Driver is a cracking actor. I knew nothing of him before Star Wars, but everything I've seen him in, he's, he's been great. Yeah. I, I completely agree. He just loses he loses all that menace, which is the point of, of, of it. I totally get that. But he's just he goes from being incredibly menacing to you when you see you first see him take that helmet off and force awakens, you're just like, Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Cause I suppose you almost you know, if it was like a bit of a Doctor Doom situation where, you know, he had some kind of scarring or something or just looks a little bit more menacing than he does he looks yeah. like he could be a model because he, he, looks, could be well, a model. he also looks like he does look like a, a bit spoiled brat which which he is yeah yeah so I th- you know I, I still think it's i think i still think it's good casting but yeah oh, i completely agree i mean i think the 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 bit that got me excited was seeing them all together you know yeah. they have alluded to that this film is a you know it's a lot like a you know them going on this journey yeah um and you know, you I mean, we have seen like Poe Dameron and, and stuff in the other films, of course we have, but he's normally been stuck in a ship. Yeah. We've not seen him really get his hands that dirty. So to see him and Finn and Ray all together, uh, and Chewie, like just great. You know, and the fact that we don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, that's the And other then we thing. see that Death Star. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's got to be a Death Star, hasn't it? It's, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a. For me, it looks like a a, a portion of a crashed Death Star. Well, so here's the thing, because it, you know, it. I, I think that was my initial reaction as well. But could it be like a Star Killer base? Because I don't know if they can go down that route again, surely. Yeah, but I mean, that 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 looked like a Death Star, didn't it? Kind of. It did, but but I mean, in context of the character that we hear. Mm. It laughing in the background of that scene. Yeah, I think it's the um, the downed a portion of the downed um, Death Star from Return of the Jedi. And Seth, you, you that laugh, you mean Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, that was exactly, the version yeah. that I saw. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's very good. I'm surprised it it took uh, more than two minutes for someone to actually put it together. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it's like you 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 see you see a lot and yet see nothing. 
yeah. Star Wars, and, and this is something we talked about in recent episodes as well, like trailers and Disney. The, the team at Lucasfilm and the team at Marvel just know how to put trailers together so, so well. And this trailer is no exception. The, they need to pass it on to the rest of the team at Disney, don't they? Oh, my God, absolutely. I mean... As I said, I was, I was very nervous with this with this trailer. What I was going to see, you know, what it was going to look like. A lot of hate after the Last Jedi. But I mean, even people that hate the Last Jedi was like, yeah, I'm I'm excited for December now. I mean, can we talk about the characters? It's not a spoiler, is it? It's in the trailer. No, not at all. So I mean, Palpatine's laugh. Ian McDermott is confirmed to be in the cast. Whether he's just doing a voice, we don't know. But he's definitely in the movie. It wasn't just for the trailer. He was confirmed um, on stage as well. Yeah, he met fans there as well. Um, incredible. Like, if, if, if anything is going to get the fans back on board, it's it's Palpatine, right? It's getting a character like that back in the fray in whatever capacity it is, whether he's some kind of super Sith force ghost that we've not seen before, whether he's a clone, which is what happened in the books, which are no longer canon. Um, a number of things could be happening here, but that was cool. Well, the thing is, so uh, on the live stream, they showed the trailer. Just before they showed the trailer, they got everyone off the stage. They showed the trailer. You know, everyone's like crying, uh, cheering. Lights come back up, and he's standing on stage. Yeah. And I, I couldn't see. Like, I, I, I don't know if it was a stream that I was watching, but I couldn't actually work out. I was like, is that Frank Oz? I was trying to work out who it was, and then he just went, "Roll it again." And I was like, oh, right, sorry, let's see him for times. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he did the voice. Um, and then they play the trailer again. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it leaves so many questions. And then, of course, there's the title. Now, P-Dubs, I know you weren't uh, you weren't over the moon <laughs> with the title. No. No, I can understand why they've done it, because it it's the end. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I would have been disappointed had it not. Uh, had something to do with Skywalker in the title. It just feels like it's a little bit too on the nose. Yeah, I get that, but it's the Skywalker saga, so no other film, no other title has has, has referenced that. Um, so I th- I think it's a, a fitting way to to end it. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I like the title, but I liked even more that the the actual Star Wars logo was in purple for no reason other than purple is my favorite color. That's it. Who is who is the Skywalker that is to rise? Well, this is the thing, like, and this is where the theories come into play. So, um, my little theory with this, and you know, obviously we are well, certainly I am expecting to see Mark Hamill in this. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we assume now because of him the laugh that Palpatine's going to be involved. I wonder if you die in the way that we've seen with some of those characters, whether instead of going to, you know, whatever place exists when you die, if in, you know, in these galaxies, you almost go to some kind of purgatory. So, uh, you know, obviously we've seen the false ghosts. So we know that, you know, that happens, but I wonder if, you know, you die in a particular fashion um, you know, like, especially on the way that Luke died, where he kind of, you know, faded away or whatever, that you don't actually, you're, you're not actually fully gone. You're kind of in a midway state, and that's why you can bring back characters like Palpatine. Um, 
and why you know it could be the rise of, of Skywalker. Um, another theory is that Jedi's are now done, like the term Jedi is now done, and that's being replaced with Skywalker. And so mm-hmm. we're going to see people that are able to use elements of the Force but weren't actually born of that blood be referenced as Skywalkers. Ray is also another theory. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the I mean, rumor is that he's JJ Abrams is just completely changing whatever explanation we got in that last film. Yeah, well, we didn't get one. I'm sorry, it was we didn't. A, it was a cop out answer. Um, yeah. it, that didn't that answer meant nothing to me. Um, even at the time, not even when I thought that I know where they're going with this, I just thought, well, he's just said that. What is you know, where where's your proof? Yeah, you know, there there was there was nothing. There's a faraway line. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that could well be the case as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's a, a good few theories. And to be honest, I don't even want to think about it anymore. I just want the film to come out. I don't even need to see another trailer. And yet, when they release another trailer, I will see it. I will have to see it. But I don't want to. Yeah. But I'm going to have to. I, I just will not be able to resist it. Um, and also as well, I mean, if I wasn't, and I was that, by that point already, like, crying. But... You know, then you see Leia in the trailer as well. You're just like, oh. Because you know that she's... She, I mean, she, she's been, a, a, in my opinion, a massive uh, waste of space in this trilogy. And I hope that her last her last movie, I know that they've limited on what they can use. I hope in some capacity she is a bit, is a, is a bit redeemed as, as a character. I, I don't think she's ever really been that strong a character anyway is she really uh, no i mean i don't know if, i think we all um, like her but i don't know if four guys are the right audience to say whether she's a strong character or not but we are we think... are using our white privilege here you are correct i'm our yeah. privilege but i think it, certainly in this, this trilogy she's just not really done anything and i hope that something you know whether she's the one giving the mission or you know, something's happening that, that is triggered by Leia. I think the what we saw in The Last Jedi was just a, a bit of a mess. Um, it's not how I would have liked to see her embrace the Force. Leia I Poppins is is one of the worst things that's happened in that franchise. I think always her, her subtle Force connection with Luke was enough to give the fans an idea that she probably is Force-sensitive. I don't think we needed to see that. Um, but, you know... We'll see. We'll see. You know, I don't dislike the character, but I don't particularly think that she's she's been a great addition to this trilogy. The character, not obviously, not um, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, no, I I I get it, and I I can I can also agree with what you're saying in terms of the disappointment with with you know how she's been in this trilogy, but it's Leia and it's Carrie Fisher, and you know if she only cooks an egg, I'd, I'd be content. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a sucker for it. But uh, Mr. D, what, what what thoughts did you have about it? Well, I've tried to I've tried to avoid watching the trailer so far. <laughs> Good luck. I was hoping I was hoping I was getting through until uh, until the movie comes out. So I haven't actually watched it yet deliberately. Good. I mean, to be honest, even with what we've talked about, it, mm. it's it's very hard to try and put into context what we nah. what we've said to yeah. what you actually see. It's yeah. That, we yeah. can't describe it in that in that amount of detail, so it might have given you a yeah. few things, but yeah. And to be fair, it is very much a teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah. in every sense. Yeah, you, yeah. Nothing is really 
you're left with a, a lot more, so many questions you didn't even have before about where yeah. this could go next. It's, yeah. it's the perfect teaser. Yeah, yeah I've seen it about three or four times. Um, my daughter now is, uh, is is kind of getting a bit interested in, in what's going on. And as a fan, well, certainly me and my wife are going to re-watch the entire films. Because get this, right? She turned around to me recently, well, actually, Friday, and said that she doesn't remember actually watching the uh, original films all the way through. Mm. Her dad used to watch them. Her dad was Star Wars obsessed, like me and him. The last thing we did before he... um, started to to really um like lose his his mind and that was uh we went to the star wars event when they it was the premiere of uh, Re- revenge of the sith and they showed all the films back to back for the first time anywhere in the world um because they couldn't obviously before because there was only five um and we watched that together and he loved star wars but she kind of watched them with him but didn't really pay attention so she's mm. never seen them. So we're going to, uh, you know, we've, me and her, to kind of keep on that tradition I, I had with her dad, we've seen the films as they come out of the cinema. But, um, yeah, she, we've got to now watch a film a month before the new one comes out properly. And I'm I'm hoping my daughter might join us for it as well. Because mm. I've That's I'm what I love about Star Wars. It. Yeah, it's I love generational. About Star Wars. Generational. And you know what I think... We can all kind of think, oh, you know, Marvel, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it, it is it, 10 years of Marvel films. And, and there's, you know, when I know that when I, when, and if and when I have a kid, I'm going to be bringing my kid up watching those Marvel films, watching Iron Man with me, which the same as exactly the same as I'm going to be bringing my kid up to watch Star Wars with me. Yeah, I can't wait until she gets a little, she's a little bit too young for the Marvel films, in my opinion, um, yeah. at the moment. Um, she knows some of the characters because obviously she's seen things that I've watched um, and she's got um, friends that she has with older siblings that have got toys and whatnot. So she knows characters, but she's a little bit too young. I tried to get her on watching Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and it upset her because he got bitten by a spider. So it's like, okay, you're not quite ready for <laughs> the rest of when, Marvel just yet. <laughs> but, some of some of them like do require you to actually like really sit and watch them. Like we yes. we watched Winter Soldier last night. So we're trying to make our way through the movies. We watched Winter Soldier last night and that does require you to really watch it to understand all the politics and things that are going on yeah. and all of what's going on with Hydra and everything and Don, you know, every so often Don was like, "What? Well, so what's what's happening?" I had to pause it and be like, "Okay, so he's done this. He's done this." Um, so it does, yeah. Especially movies like that and Civil War. I think there's a lot of kind of talking that happens that you really have to listen to and pay attention to um, to understand what's going on. You know, well, but of course, well, it's for that reason, like she loves yeah. the Guardians films and she loves a couple of like the odd Marvel films and she likes the Avengers yeah. ones, but because there's so many like crossovers and references, it's too much for her to, to really kind of pay attention to. And that's what the problem's going to be when you add another six MCU TV shows that are all apparently going to be adding to the, the movie universe as well. Exactly. That's, that is the problem. That is the problem. Um, but yeah, as you say, it, it's generational. Um, you know, my dad went up to 
London when Star Wars first came out on video. Bought it that weekend. That's when my love for it started at four or five years old. Um, and it's something that I can't wait to uh, to share with my kids as well. Um, and I, I think that's the same with a lot of people. I think that's why it's it's so beloved by people because it's something that can be shared. Um, yep. It's something that, you know, pretty much all the family can enjoy. And uh, yeah, and that's why it's the test of time, really, I think. Mm. And I think that it, it, you will get the same with the Marvel films um, yeah. as well. But yeah, I think Star Wars was the first to really. Oh, completely agree. Completely. Um, any, any final thoughts from you, P Dubs? Uh, I was actually just going to tell you a little bit of breaking news regarding Star Wars. Go on. Uh, Celebration 2020 has now been confirmed for Anaheim. Interesting. Another American one. So when was the last European one? 2014. That's quite a long gap, isn't it? Six years. Yeah. Hmm. Good, yeah. good for our Californian friends, not so good for us. Yeah. Although, well, yeah, what's, what's happening next year with Star Wars and The Mandalorian? Well, I, I think Anaheim, they're going to announce uh, an expansion to Galaxy's Edge, surely. More than likely. Like. The, Par- the Paris opening date, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Hurry up, Paris. We need you. Um. Right, if if that's if that's us done, then I'll wrap up mm-hmm. for this show because I've recorded four hours of Disaster Darks in the last twenty four hours, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty much spent, uh, and I'm sure our listeners will be as well. So, uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us by satellite. Uh, P Dubs, Mister D, thank you very much for joining us, uh, dear listener. Thank you for downloading. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe. It costs you nothing, and you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Uh, if you haven't recently left us a review, please leave us a review. It helps boost our numbers. Five stars preferable, but uh, even if you don't like the show, five stars and slag it off in the comments. And um, we'll see you for another Disaster Dark in a few weeks. Yeah. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash after dark network here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do the other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash disafterdark any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the after dark network on behalf of the other after dark podcast network hosts We thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you 
you know, continued support.